Welcome to the snooze button. Hey, I'm Brittany of Brittany She and Sleep. I've got 99 problems, but my kid's sleeping isn't one. Hello, everyone. Happy day after Valentine's Day. I don't know about you, but mine was... Uh, there was room for improvement. Um, not on my end. I think I absolutely crushed it. And I will let you guys in on a little secret. Deep down, I think when I was a kid, so my mom was a stay-at-home mom, and she was like one of those like... I feel like stereotypical makes it sound bad because this isn't a bad thing. It's a good thing. But she was like a stereotypical stay-at-home mom. Like, I mean, she had crushed it. She had like a very serious job before she had kids. But like she took her job as a mom very seriously. And like there was a lot of like crafting. There was a lot of like, field, you know, field trips to various locations that were very cool. There was a lot of like color coordination things. I remember one time my parents went, um, I, I am going to land this plane, by the way. Um, they went on a trip for like a week or something to San Francisco, like the two of them. And we stayed at friends' houses. And my mom had like individually wrapped each day's clothes with like a treat inside and a note that had like a poem or something. They'd be like, today is Wednesday. You're my little Oreo. And then there was like an Oreo and it was like wrapped with a ribbon, like crazy shit like that, that I like next level I could never do. But I think like when I was a a kid, I thought that's like what a mom does. And so like, that's what I'm going to do. And I have failed in in doing many of those things. Um, I found my calling doing this along with being a mom. But holidays are where like my inner Susan Sheehan comes out. I love the holidays with my kids. I was up until like 11 last night. Like, you know, for once their lunches were like color coordinated. I had like red peppers and strawberries and like, you know, red shit everywhere. And I decorated the table and I had gotten them all like they have little books and little toys and I laid out the table and I got them all little heart PJs and the whole shebang. And obviously what happened? They come downstairs, they crush the Kringle that I ordered from Wisconsin. Um, So now they're on a sugar high. And they're like, they were excited about the books. I was pleasantly surprised. They were very happy about the books. They they all wanted me to read their books to them. But besides that, um, all I wanted in return for my slaving away, oh, not to mention assembling the school Valentines last night. That was a doozy. they I just wanted a picture. I wanted a picture of the three of them smiling in their cute outfits that I can save and have happy memories about this day. Did they give it to me? That's an absolutely not. They did not give it to me. Um, Delaney immediately started screaming. Teddy got mad. And then Baker was just sitting there looking like, you know, someone had killed his cat. So it was, um, you know, it left something to be desired. I think this is motherhood in a nutshell. We just we have to do our best. And Sometimes our kids will not comply and you just, you know, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. So we're laughing about it today. Anyway, moving on. I hope your Valentine's Day was great. This episode is going to be focused on big kids. So you guys know I I often have tips that are related to babies, toddlers. That is the, the bulk of my business. However, I do have clients frequently who are bigger kids. And what I find really interesting is I typically don't get big kid clients um, who have smaller issues. They're usually like pretty major issues from my professional opinion. Whereas I'm much more likely to get babies and pre-toddlers and toddlers who, you know, optically the issues aren't huge. They're like, things are okay, but we want them to be great. And I really think that there's something like psychological about it. I think we spend as a, like a society so much time talking about baby sleep and to a degree toddler, you know, toddler tantrums and bedtime battles and stuff that I think when parents have a four or five, six, seven year old who's struggling with sleep, the mindset is like, 
it is what it is. There's nothing we can do. I guess this is how kids are. Much more so than if you have like a three-month-old or a seven-month-old or a two-year-old struggling with sleep. I think parents are more willing to say, I, I can make a change. Like I can seek help. So this is for all of you with, with bigger kids who are struggling with sleep. It, you can make a change too. And I see six, not only do I see success, even with these really dramatic cases, you know, six and seven year olds who have never slept in their own bed and things like that, um, have anxiety or perceived anxiety around sleep. Um, I see it happen quickly. So I want to give you a tip that I recommend recently. This is a newer thing in my business um, that I've developed. I use it with my own five and a half year old. And I now recommend to clients in this age range. So the reason I focus on pit and peak, and I will explain what that is in a minute, with my bigger kid clients is because a lot of times kids at this age, if they are maybe in kindergarten for the first time or in a TK program, even maybe just like an older preschool class, life is a little bit different at this age. When you're a toddler, you're just, first of all, you don't know as much what's going on, uh, where a five-year-old very much knows what's going on. And there's just a lot going on. They might be in a classroom now where there's only one teacher and there's a ton of kids and they have to like raise their hand and ask to go to the bathroom, which was very different than when they were three and the whole class like, you know, tropes over to the bathroom together and with the five, you know, aides with them and all of that stuff. They often have a lot of classes outside of school. So maybe they have basketball one day and they have swimming lessons one day and they have tennis one day. Um... There are, you know, things are starting to develop with friendships. They're starting to like actually identify who their friends are. They're learning from their friends. Um, And there's just a ton going on in their little brains, more so than when they were younger. And coming home at the end of the day, you can start to see them kind of melt down a little bit. And they have this need for safety and connection, maybe more so than they did in the past. Um, And I think for some kids, this can manifest into issues at bedtime, where they are needing mom or dad to lay with them to fall asleep. Um, They don't want you to leave the room, or they're coming out at night a lot and asking mom and dad to come back into the room. And even if this isn't something that happens every night, it's a consistent issue for those kids. So the reason pit and peak is so important is it's a way to replace this need that a child has to be with you all night or to be with you when they're falling asleep or whatever with a shorter, more meaningful connection. I think a really good way to frame this for yourself as a parent, if you're thinking through if this would make sense for your child, is remember that we want our time with our kids to be quality over quantity. Okay, so if your child is struggling with going to bed on their own or coming out at night, the answer is not, they just need to be with me the whole time. That's not actually teaching them much, right? That's teaching them that you are essentially a human pacifier. We don't want that. We want to replace prolonged connection that prevents both of you from getting the space and the sleep you need with quality connection. It's quality over quantity. Okay, so our kids, one phrase that I I love to tell families is like, our kids don't need us constantly, they need us consistently. Okay, they don't need you to lay in their bed all night, they need you to put your phone down and talk to them for a couple of minutes, right? Like that's, that's a bottom line, that's, that's the truth. So here's what pit and peak is. And I, the funny thing is, I actually kind of developed this concept from something I saw on the Kardashians. I love the Kardashians unabashedly. I think they're great. I've watched every season ever. If you don't like them, that's fine. Free to be you and me. Um, I know people hate them. I love them. I just do. There was an episode, I mean, this was years ago, 
that I saw it, but it, it just for whatever reason came back to me recently. Um, where they, I don't know who it was in the family, but they were talking about what they had done with their dad, Robert Kardashian, who has, you know, has passed away, um, where they would be at the dinner table and they would all go through their pit in there. I think they called it Pit and Peak, or I might have made that name up. I can't remember. It might have been maybe Rose and Thorn was the other thing. But they had basically, it was like your high and your low of your day, where they would go around the table and everyone would say, their high and low moment of the day. Um, you know, it was a way, again, a way to have connection, a way to understand each other and to have, you know, something besides just random chit chat at the dinner table. So what I've developed with my son, Teddy, who's five and a half, and I now have passed along to some clients in this older kid range that I'm going to pass on to you, is doing this as the last part of your bedtime routine. Maybe when your child was younger, you would sing them a song, you would give them a light little rock, you would kiss them, you would cuddle them. And now you're five or six year old, maybe like you're not, you know, rocking them and singing a song. This is what we're going to replace it with. And here's the sneaky fun thing about this too. Besides it being an excellent way to connect with your child and end your day on a really high note, it's also a way to get information out of them. I cannot tell you guys how much more I know now about Teddy's day, like significantly more than I did before. Because what do we all do in our kids? Like, how was school? Who did you play with? Like, he has these two friends in his class. He loves Dylan and Walker. I'm like, what did you and Walker do? What did you and Dylan do? He doesn't tell me jack shit. He, he has nothing to say. But when it's pit and peak time and it's very specific – suddenly the floodgates open and I'm getting more information. So it's a great way if you have a kid who's not telling you anything. They don't need to be struggling with sleep. This is just a tip for anybody who has a five, six, seven, eight-year-old. Okay. So what I've developed with him, and I, I have clients do, is after everything else in your bedtime routine, and again, if you know me, we want structure. So bedtime routine is very solid. If it's in your family, brush teeth, you know, PJs, read one book together, sing one song, like wh whatever the things are. It's the very last thing. So he gets into bed and I sit there. He has a little, a little desk stool and I sit right next to him. I turn off all the lights except the lamp and we're like just, you know, and sometimes we turn all the lights off and I we do it in the dark, um, whatever his preference is. So we do this and I ask him not only his pit and peak, which is his high and his low of his day, but what I've added to it is his giggles his thankful and his proud. So his giggles is something funny that happened or a time that he laughed. His proud is something he's proud that he did. And we had to work on understanding what is proud. Like I, I took a little bit of time to kind of explain to him like proud is when you were going to jump into the pool, but you were nervous to do it and you did it anyway. Or proud is when you saw a friend being unkind to another friend and you went over and said, hey, let's not be mean to that girl or whatever. You know, I gave him some examples. Um, and what did I say? Yeah, so giggles, proud. Um, oh my God, why am I like blanking on the last one? Oh, thankful. Yeah, his thankful, which obviously we know what that is. So every single night, we do these five things. He tells me all five of them. And it is a way for him to reflect on his day and think about all of the good things that have happened. And I will also say, to be clear, sometimes I get really meaningful information out of him. Other times they're all food related. And it's like, I'm thankful that you got me a cupcake. My pit was when you wouldn't let me have two cupcakes. My giggles was when Baker smushed the cupcake in his face. And my peak was cupcakes. And I'm like, cool, dude. <laughs> like, 
awesome. But other times it is good and meaningful. But this is a way for you to take like a concentrated amount of time, right? This doesn't take more than like five minutes at the very most, usually a lot less than that, where you are just pouring into your child. You are listening to them. You're giving them some framework around it, but you're listening to them talk. You're reflecting together. And I will sometimes also tell him mine. We don't do it every night, but sometimes he'll ask me what mine are. And it's actually kind of nice because it gives me a second to be like, huh. And I'll say, oh, you know what? I'll tell you my peak. I went over to mama's friend's house this morning and it was really nice to see her or something. And it gives me a second to reflect on my day. I mean, honestly, we should all be doing this. And it is a way for you to have your night with your child end on a high note. Teddy looks forward to it. My clients who do this, their kids look forward to it. It's a special time with mom and dad every night. And it's a way for you to connect meaningfully without it being an all-night thing. And I'm telling you, this doesn't mean that right out of the gate, your child is suddenly going to not want you to lay with them or they're never going to come out of their room again. Of course, you need to be consistent and enforce new boundaries. That goes without saying. But this is a way for you to really Again, have this meaningful connection with your child and feel confident that they are capable of sleeping all night in their room and that they are loved and they are secure and they are safe. So I hope that you take the pit and peek, try it out with your kids, try it out with your husband or wife or boyfriend or girlfriend, whoever. I think it's just a nice thing to do. Okay. Happy day after Valentine's Day, guys. I will see you next week for another exciting guest episode. Bye. Loving the snooze button? Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And please leave a review. I will read it and internalize it, so make sure it's very glowing. If you're interested in working with me or learning more about my courses, head to brittanysheehan.com or follow me on Instagram at Sleep.